I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. <laughs> when I hear start six times and I still got it wrong. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Bears Corner episode 53, I think we're on this week. Um, we've got different people in the studio, right? So we'll get to that. But first, I want to just say 
a huge thanks to St. Phoenix, who that beautiful theme tune there that we've, that we've just had, um, that was actually wrote and sung by them and they haven't released it and we've kind of asked them particularly if we can steal it and they've said, yes, you can. That's quite nice in them, I feel. So thanks very much for that. And we will also be playing a wee bit of their new song, which is out the day um, later on, a wee bit later on in the show. So thanks to them. Welcome to G4 Podcast HQ, which is obviously our new Battle Fever Podcast HQ. And we are going to have Nicole on me pretty shortly as well. And I will get to Nicole in a wee minute. But I'm going to introduce the people that I have here. So to my left... <laughs> <laughs> Smiling ominously at the camera. <laughs> there's either a woman sitting there, the roommate, going, Yes, or there's a woman sitting there going, Fuck no. The ones that yes are probably people's grannies. That's <laughs> <laughs> the legend that is Baz Bowski. How are we doing, my friend? I'm fine, Scott. Thanks very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. So thanks for having me on again. Not a problem, mate. Not a problem. It's a pleasure. And if I switch this very, very quickly, if it works, look at that. It's very professional. We have the legend that is Paul Sees. Good evening, Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm very well, thank you. And before we go any further, as I said before we come on, I yes. put a thing on Facebook um, showcasing the new studio. It says it's our first time in here. Well, it's my first time in here. And uh, one of my school friends, uh, Catriona, uh, says she's going to tune in. So good evening, Catriona. Good evening. She's probably looking at camera when Baz was on, and what would she be saying? I, I know bad or fuck uh, off. If I know she's just going, oh, Jesus Christ, look at the state of that. And then she'll see me and she go, Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was great at school. Look at him, he's even better now. This is what you're up against. <laughs> <laughs> and sporting the beautiful new shop, 150 years of Rangers Football Club and Counting. Jeeb, how are we doing, my friend? All good, mate. All good. I nearly actually promoted this podcast. I'm going to tell you if uh, anybody watching this, has any idea how bad hay fever is? Um, it absolutely floored me today, and I nearly missed it, but I've made it. You've made it? I've made it. <laughs> I love the dedication, mate. See, if you don't have hay fever, you don't understand, man. Anybody watching this, you don't understand if you've got it, but it absolutely floored it's me. It's not night. What happened to the guy next door was cutting his private head. <laughs> 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 he was cutting his glasses at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's no right, isn't it? No, it's no right, man. That's what we've got to battle with here. Um, I did mention, obviously, we are live from um, G4 Claims uh, Podcast Studio, which we are calling home um, for the foreseeable future. And I'm delighted to say that to give a wee bit more information on G4 Claims, we do have the Dawn. And see if you can see a picture, which is right over there right and i'm going to take a picture today and i'll upload it nicole is right in the middle of the table there and she is the dawn of g4 claim so nicole can you hear me all right yes i can hear you hello everyone how professional hello. is that by the way by the way i'm absolutely loving being called the dawn yes. so if everybody can just catch on to that quickly i'm liking that <laughs> that is what that's like earlier on that table <laughs> That's uh, exactly what I was going for, so we've nailed it, we've nailed it. I thought it was there at the Last Supper, Jesus and all that. I thought it was a bit of a I'm awesome, dude, you can see, though. I love that, I love that as well. I love an oily compliment tonight. <laughs> well, Nicole, obviously, we've been mentioning G4 Claims a, few, a fair few times now on our, on our podcast, and it's our first chance to get you on, so... Why don't you give us a wee insight into G4 Claims and the kind of things that you guys do? 
I would absolutely love to. So, D4 Claims, guys, is a non-fault accident management company. So, if you're involved in an accident, you're driving along the road and someone crashes into the back of your car, why would your phone your own insurance company? Why would you involve them? Have to pay your excess up front. That let them take away your car to a garage that you don't know. You don't know what's going on. They're making a claim against your policy and they'll leave that open until that claim is settled. An average claim can take anything from six to nine months to get settled. So you're out of pocket and your insurance is affected for that length of time until that claim is settled when it's not your fault. You shouldn't have to do that. Non, non-fault accidents should be charged always against the at-fault insurance company, so the person that crashes into you. So what G4 Claims does is we provide you with a like-for-like replacement hire vehicle whilst your car's off the road. If your car needs to be repaired, it can be repaired at a garage of your choice. We work for you, not for the insurance. It can be built to a, a, put to a garage of your choice if your car is written off. Um, we will recover the money for the pre-accident value of your car. Make sure you're no left with any negative equity or anything. We look after you and we make sure you're never out of pocket for this accident. We will recover all of that from the at-fault insurance company. My services are totally free to you. They're always free. If I can't charge the at-fault insurance, I'll just tell you that I can't help you because the ex said why. I will never, ever, ever bill you for my services nor build your insurance. So you're always best phoning G4 Claims first. We can help you, guide you, and see if we can help you. We will just guide you in the right direction. We'll give you the best advice we possibly can. But if we can help you, it saves you any cost or any effect of your own policy. So it's G4 Claims. Phone is first. Not a full claim. Maybe they. <laughs> Nicole, we actually have <laughs> your, your website coming across the screen now and also your phone number. Um, so... So if MD is needing G4 claims assistance, please don't hesitate to get in touch and, and Nicole and that will will help you. Nicole, thank Have you very you. much. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks. So much. Thanks. Bye. 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 It's a wee bit professional there, isn't it? I quite like that, actually. It's very, it's very professional for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a battle fever phoning. <laughs> Don't start. You'll get battle fever after that phoning and everything, and we'll need to sit here and go, what can I do for you? <laughs> what can we, I all do know, for we all know you? who would most start. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Mitchell says it's more professional than the intro, Scott. Thanks, mate. Always got my back. Thank you. Um, so let's go to the comments. Uh, the new studio is literally a minute and a half from my house, if it's where I think it is. Now, see, on Ryan, Ryan is actually just, before we get to the Fitba, right, Ryan has actually just sent me, um, in fact, a really quite um, humbling message, to be quite honest with you, um, about how he said, I'm not going to read it word for word, right, because a lot of it's personal stuff, so um, he, he said a horrible family news that he heard yesterday. It's nice to be able to switch off and enjoy the podcast. Um, he likes to thank, he'd like to thank his mate Jay, and myself for the lens, we both went and get him in for a live show on the 16th of July, which obviously is a couple of weeks ago, two weeks a night, isn't it? Aye. Um, this is why I love this family. The Rangers family are the best family in the world. So, Ryan, I'm sorry to hear that, mate, but nothing is ever too too hard to remember that we can that we can fix things or we can't get out of it or we can't deal with it in a way. So, welcome, mate, and it's also it's always a pleasure to have you watch the podcast. Um, and I speak I speak on behalf of the other guys when I say that. Right, 
Fuck back. Aye. That's why we're here. Who do you support? No, I'm looking. Um, so, the Rangers returned to pre-season this week. Fantastic. Just to see the players back. In fact, my missus Baz was, was a wee bit worried about me. It's the first picture I've seen of Stephen Gerrard. I was like, there, Derry's there. Look <laughs> him. <laughs> and she's like, you are a bit weird, didn't you? Very much so for Stephen Gerrard, yes. Um, so, so, so you went, give me five minutes. <laughs> so, mate, what's it been like for yourself seeing the players back? Obviously, it's a buzz for everybody, isn't it? Of course, it, it gives you that wee bit of excitement back that we've been missing. Obviously, the Euros has been on, it's felt that wee void. But seeing the play, players back training is, is certainly creating a wee bit of excitement. The first thing I noticed was the size of some of the players. I don't know who Rangers nutritionist is, but they're doing one hell of a job. I've seen a picture of Jermaine Defoe and he's legged. I've not, leg, not seen legs like it. You know, uh, Katic, Bassey, they're all just massive. And was it a... Um, when Wright came down for Aberdeen, they were talking about he's putting on like a stone and weight, a, a pure muscle. I mean, this isn't a team that's going to get bullied or pushed about. They, they guys are looking in incredible shape. So, as I say, I don't know who the nutritionist is, but they've done one hell of a job. And uh, aye, it's, it's certainly created a wee buzz. It's good to see. Baz, you've got the most booming voice in the world, but can you go closer to that, mate? Thanks, mate. Cheers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> People like to hear it closer, mate. <laughs> Not as... I can only apologise about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's horrific in my ears, honestly. <laughs> the Battle Fever podcast coming can in. Can you imagine years. behind you, Paul, nibbling on your ears? <laughs> I'd just like to say, for the benefit of the viewers, I've actually had that, and it's very disturbing. <laughs> Policies has anything jumped out at you in any of the, the pre-season pictures? Um, obviously, I've not seen much, but the pre-season pictures. Uh, just uh, just uh, how much the guys are actually sweating in Scotland. That's, <laughs> that's basically it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, No, I, I quite agree with guys. The, the guys are coming back, they're looking uh, trim and fit, and uh, whoever's doing their uh, fitness regime and uh, things like that, they've done a pretty good job because fitness is, is, is the key to it, really. Yeah, You don't want to burn out after 70, 75 minutes. So I think um, you need to program the guys to go for you know ninety plus a further thirty, hundred twenty minutes just for extra replays and stuff like. Just if you can get that mentally instilled into them, it's, I think it's going to be it's going to pay dividends come the end of the season, which it did last season because we were far fitter than any team in the league. Yeah, and I think that's one thing Gerard's brought with him is that level of uh, professionalism when it comes to fitness, and also uh, you see somebody who's going to be there like a fitness a fitness coach and uh, something to bulk the players up. I mean, I mean, they're obviously modelling themselves on me. Let's be honest here, you know, features that way in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. Does it get any better in person? Does you, it? You can't you, can, you can see the smirks in these guys' faces. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, I wish it was only a smirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a glass table there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I quite agree with Baz. I think the guys looking lean, chip and thin, and um, yeah, and the amount of sweaty bodies you see in the Scottish sunshine was actually quite frightening. Yes, we all had sweaty bodies, but seeing Stephen Gerrard, mate, am I right? Mm-hmm. He's, no. he's just he's just a sensational human. It's a, it's allowed. Do you know what I mean? I, my missus is Aye. the same. Whereas it's it's, it's allowed. I'll be like looking at you, be like, oh, I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, right, one thing for me that jumped out is that kit, that blue, that blue and white top. It's Aye. just phenomenal, man. See, just seeing all the players, players out. It just it looks. It's just a pure spectacular piece of kit. It's magic. Paul was talking about the fitness there, mate. Jordan Wilson, obviously, who heads up that side of things, they do a fantastic job because you see, as Paul says, last year 
the players were supremely fit. That's one thing that stood out. Not only are they the best team in the league, they're the fittest team in the league. Um, it showed on many occasions. You know, we look at the European run we had, then the games in the league. Don't get me wrong, it kind of helped that half the league games were irrelevant at the end of the day because we had it wrapped up in October. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not even, I suppose it's easier, but second gear. But John Milson does some job. I think the game that it was most notable for me was the old firm game in January because Celtic spent so much time uh, like pressing us back, and it was just as soon as that as soon as that one moment happened in the second half, where Lee Griffiths just didn't get anywhere near as tight to Tav, and Tav played the bottom of the line. It was just before Tav played the pass. I said to him, "Oh man, they're getting tired." See you later, Greg. They were working. See you later, Greg. See you later, Greg. Check sneak out. Try sneak out. You can see you sneaking out. See you later, Greg. Sorry, Jim. Oh, just saying. It was that for me. It was that moment. Just, just a fourth half played that pass. I, I remember saying it when Tab got the ball, and uh, Lee Griffiths is trying his best to catch him. Um, that I was like, they're getting tired here, and then the ball went up the line. Morelos is through, and Beaton brings him down the record. So for me, that that's that's the most notable game I can think of in terms of just showing like we were second best basically all day, but then we just had that wee extra bit in the tank for yeah. Callum McGregor to go and elbow the ball in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I tweeted this member for the pod account, but I did have the misfortune or the fortune, whatever way you want to look at it, to go into the Scotland game a couple of weeks ago when he scored. And I did tweet for inside Hamden. And there was a guy behind me that, when because it was 60 years of the Euros, they played like goals feed throughout the years of the Euros. And one was Larson for Sweden. And this guy's behind me. He's like, Yeah, the king of kings. No, you know <laughs> so I was like, See, this is why I don't come here. I don't want to be amongst these people. Right. And then. <laughs> I'm like tweeting for the body count. Still no Callum McGregor's best goal this season. <laughs> <laughs> Can you you're, see that, mate? Do you like that, Paul? <laughs> How'd you like that? <laughs> um, aye, so, Baz, going into, obviously, the, the new season and the club, <laughs> the club launching. <laughs> it's that cameraman that's working overtime tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, this, 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 obviously, the, the, the new season coming up. We have... A few players still to return. Now, CJ Novo has been gone off his nut because we've had no Ryan Kent content. Where is Kenny? Do you know? Has <laughs> Casper let him out of the basement yet? I don't know much about that. As long as he's not in Paul's basement, then there's, there's hope for him. <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's, I, he's not. It's all right. He's not there. That's no, good. That's, right. that's good news. Uh, I, we, need, we need to start seeing a wee bit more of Ryan Kent. He's a tremendous looking human being. Although... <laughs> <laughs> Although, do you remember? Do, do you remember last season when he started? Last season there was something noticeably wrong with him. Do you remember that? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, listen, man, you're not coming back until you get your hair inspected. When's your hair getting inspected? Next Monday, right? So we might not see him on Monday until he gets his hair sorted out. Uh-huh. That's probably what it is. He's probably got cornrows just now. That's what it is. <laughs> even even Bassy's Camdy's hair doing a wee bit as well. Yeah. Did you see that picture of Bassi and had like the legs rolled uh-huh. up and it there was like the, the sprinkle in the background, the water uh-huh. coming out of him and all that was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't recall that, but that was one of your dreams. <laughs> um I've mentioned Casper Kent and Jody said fucking Casper Kent. <laughs> Oh, yes, Jim just put the piss ripped right Nico- your mirror, Nicole Vigivo <laughs> claims I have a favour, but I'm not as dramatic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Goat, Nay Kent knows. Correct. Don't know where. Is, is, does anybody watching actually know? Because two replies I see one said he was self isolating, and the other one said that he had a niggling injury. So, oh, right. somebody's lying. 
Does anybody know? If anybody knows, they can let us know because we're not in the know. We're just the wee hangers on that likes to have a laugh in the pod. I don't know if maybe you thought I was bullshitting when I was talking about you said a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, Scott. Are you, are you saying we're no fan media? No, we're no fan media. Mate. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to get to it. We'll get into a wee bit more because I know Baz is wanting to bring some up about the defence. Jim's obviously going to come in on that as well because we had a wee discussion on the, the group chat about it. Jody mentioned the Battle Fever banner, which is either side here. Now, I've tried to strategically place them where that one we can see the Battle Fever podcast logo. That one we can see the G4 claims, although I'm a bit tall. Um, these will be here on the live show. And I need to thank, again, the man behind these, right? Now, these are our new ones. Thanks, Paul. These are our new ones um, that the main man, Gio, is doing. Um, he sent us a few... Gio is, well, everybody knows Gio's a legend now, right? I'll tell you how good they are. They're that good, I didn't even put my cup on them. There I mean, you know I'm just going to put my bogging cup on this cracking-looking table here. <laughs> Amazing-looking table with the wood under it. And I is that like old sleepers or something? It is, uh, yeah. So this looks like an expensive table, and I thought, I'm not putting my cup on that coaster. It's okay, it's tempered glass. You can we'll get, get it I've got <laughs> So there's Gio's details on the screen. Um, he obviously has done these cards for us and he also designed these banners for ourselves, which we'll have at our live show and they are um, ourselves and G4 what, what probably, people probably can't see is uh, this, this uh, uh, false inlay at the back with the... I'll change it. Go Paul, you're up. Yeah, I don't know if people can see it. There's actually a false inlay at the back with the club crest and stuff like that. It's, yeah. almost, like, it's almost like a, a sort of... Um, a kind oh. of background, a wee faded background. It, yeah. It's just got the club, the club a, crest. And, a word for it. I can't think it was called. Though. And the Battle Fever logo crest. Um, yeah, so I never noticed. I just noticed that. So that's that's there. And thanks to Gio for that. And also thanks to um, Mayo for making these up for us and G4 Claims for providing us um, with them because they're quality. Yes. So before we get to the defensive situation, right, going to talk about. James Tavernier, I suppose that's kind of defensive. James Tavernier and his links with Manchester United. For 40 million. Well, I seen a Man United fan on Twitter saying seven million gets him. And I <laughs> threw my phone off the wall, smashed the telly, and I said, You couldn't. And then some Rangers fan came on and said, actually, he's worth at least 20 million to us. Right? It doesn't matter where you volume at seven or twenty, we volume at twenty at least. So that's what you need to start talking with. Don't accept 20. Talk to us at 20. And then, what do you think, Baz? What do you think Tav's value is? To us in, in, as a club, obviously, Scottish Scottish League, but... This season he's been, you know, a major cornerstone of our success, foundation block of our success. He's come on leaps and bounds. I think he's grew as a person, as a player, and as a captain. And it would be a massive loss. Uh, see, see when you said, oh, let's talk about Tavernier. Do you know the first thing I thought? That picture, he's standing on the stairs with the yeah. massive soaks pulled away up <laughs> like sushies he looked like a stripper or something <laughs> uh, that was the first that's the vision I get now uh, it's like it should have been the ball that he crossed into you know Jermaine Defoe 300 career goal Livingston what a boy but all I can see now is him sitting on the stairs with these socks and it's concerning but uh, aye to answer to answer your question uh, I, I reckon I mean Tierney went for 25 didn't he Right. So, in my personal opinion, a biased opinion or whatever, it's got to be doing about that, if no more, in my opinion. Keep. Um, he's so important to us, isn't he? I mean, I love Patterson, 
I think like I, I think we need to see Patterson playing a lot more. Um, I think we maybe will see the two of them playing together. We have maybe a bit further up. Not often, but sometimes I think it will be used throughout the season. I just don't want. I don't want him to go, man. Everything that I said, that was spot on. He's taught. He's grew so much. Mm-hmm. Like, not just muscle wise, but um, as a captain, especially like you, you seen that. Funnily enough, I watched the the trophy presentation again today, and I caught his interviews on Sky after that and just listening to him talking that he just he gets the club now he, he just get, he just get, get he gets what it means and as much as it was a personal achievement for him I think he was like he was so delighted for the fans in the club because he was right there until there's he knows now he knows he's, he's he's been through a good yeah. bit of the journey is the hurt and the pain he know he knows what it means Paul he know that's why he's the captain as well do you know what I mean he gets it he's one of us yeah, absolutely I mean um you're saying that you start bidding at 20 million yeah Definitely, I would, that's the very least you want from. Um, mm-hmm. They want to come in, do, do you just say oh, forty million? But you will but, but secretly you won't accept twenty twenty five. As somebody said on um, Frimpong went for eleven. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Eleven million. The guy hardly kicked the ball. And this, you're talking about the captain of the football club. Now, and, and he's he's look at his stats. Look what he brings to the team. He's aggressive going forward. He scores goals. He's reliable. He's dependable. He's virtually never injured. Yeah. In fact, that last season, the last few games, that was the first injury, serious um, sort of injury he had. So, yeah, I think you're looking for at least 20, 25 million from. I mean, I know that you're going to have the usual suspects watching this podcast from across the city saying, oh, look at those deluded idiots. But that's, that's they can think what they want, but that's how that's he's valued to our club. That's, that's what he brings. champion idiots. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> let's not forget that. In fact, if we're, going to, if we're going to be like this, let's say every player that's been linked with all these big clubs and big money moves, start negotiations, 55 million. Let's keep 55 going. <laughs> Let's be that petty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. This is what, what Rangers have done um, over the years as well, is a few that we have, like, we've sold some really good assets for like far too low prices. I mean, like I, I was looking at this thing and it was like the top, the top 10 transfer fees being received by Scottish clubs. And I believe the top six or seven are all Celtic players. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is one thing that they have got right. And then you get things like today. And I, I don't know if this was actually quoted or no, but I seen on Twitter the day that uh, somebody had came out and said that Rangers should accept somewhere in the region of seven million for Glen Kamara. That's just ludicrous. Barry Ferguson. That was. Did you know? So I, I seen somebody had said it on Twitter, but I didn't actually see the quote. So I'm, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, correct me. But see, for me, that that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you get. I mean, obviously they've got their cheerleaders. We all know them, like Sutton and Hearts and that. Yeah. John Hartson, he's out and he's given it, it was at the last Euros or something like that, that Boyata. In fact, John Stones is worth 50 million and so is Boyata. He's obviously talking shite, but one thing that they have done is always overvalued their players yeah. so that just so that they, they're going to get something for them. Yeah. So for Urex players to come out and see things like Kamara, who's, I mean, he's just played he's just played at a tournament. He done fairly well. Obviously, the team never them get put out, but he's done well. He's done it in Europe. He's he's a, he's an absolute quality player. He's young. He's only twenty four, ish. Yeah. And to come out and say that we should accept something in the region of seven million, I don't understand it. That just doesn't make sense. That's what making a point, a, gra- a great point there, Buzz. Is that by the way, I love Barry Ferguson in bits. Yeah, so right, he's my, hero, he's my Rangers hero. But they they have their cheerleaders who drive their price up. We always seem to talk our guys doing seven million for Glenn Kamara. Do you know the thing? Uh, so obviously, <clears throat> excuse me. Over the past sort of 10 years, the price of football players has been through the roof. Through the roof. And we've obviously missed out on that because we weren't really involved in, you know, 
top level football. We went down to the lower leagues and had to obviously work our way back up. So this is the first time. I reckon it'll be records broken. I mean, what is the record in Scotland? Does it? Tierney, twenty five million. I reckon some of these players that Rangers have got at the moment could would smash that record. So I just think it's unfortunate for Rangers that we've not been here for a for a few years to have that level of level of player, that quality of player that's going to demand these sort of numbers. But I'm pretty sure if any of your players go to the door, I, I would like to hope we're in a financial situation where we can knock back rid, ridiculously cheap offers. Whereas maybe in the past, you know, the certain players going at the door for, I mean, what was it? Like Waghorn went out for like 250,000 oh. and then six months later, he gets sold for like six million or something. Mm-hmm. Ipswich to Derby or whatever it was, it was something ridiculous. So hopefully now we're in a position where we can start saying, no, wait a minute, that's, that is, I'm not even going to entertain that offer. Yeah. Paul, I suppose though, mate, that's where the Champions League becomes even more important this year yeah. because now this is where it's kind of two points to this, right? See if a player's coming to the end of his deal, like Kamara, you could make the argument if you take the Rangers hat off, you could make the argument that if Kamara's not going to sign a new deal, this is the time to sell him off the back of the Euros, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's going into last year's contract this time next summer, right? And then obviously our controller of the situation dwindles. Connor Goldson comes under that as well. Though he's not played at the Euros after the season that he's just had. Yeah. If these players are only going to sign new deals this summer, Rangers they need to seriously consider selling them. As much as nobody wants to see them to go anywhere, they're huge players for us. They've been two of our best players all season. Yeah. But you need to sell them when they're at the height then if they're not going to commit to the club. And I'm not saying they're no, mm. they might well, but if they don't. Yeah, I think it's it's the summertime. So the the boy the, the players are on holiday. <clears throat> Excuse me. The players are on holiday, so they're maybe not sort of focused on getting a new contract sorted, you know, a couple of weeks off and they'll come back and they'll start negotiations again. So there's a good possibility these guys are going to sign anyway, um, even even like a one-year extension. Um, but are you right with the things the Champions League? Um, qualifications for Champions League this season would be massive for the club. Yeah. But we have to win the league again this season. And if we do that, that's automatic. And that's worth, right now, I saw a thing, I think it's worth £32 million just for qualifying. It doesn't matter, but it's your money for uh, getting points accrued and Gate receipts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The minute you qualify, Rangers, Rangers win the league this season. They go straight to the Champions League next season. Automatically, if they go, there you go. That's thirty-two million pounds. That is massive to the club. Yeah, he wouldn't have to sell players at that point. No, but I think we may. As you see, we have to sort of balance that off. I, I personally, I would keep them. You know, see how things are come say January. If we're romping the league like we were last time, you can see the players guarantee Champions League football next season. Is another do you want to extend? Mm-hmm. So I, I would give it until maybe January, February time this next next year to see where their mindset is and how the club is doing and league position and how you know and if, we're, if we're looking instead on to win the league and then you can offer them and because they dangle in the carrot again of Champions League football and if they don't give it at that point that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not too much of an issue. Then you sell them off next summer. Yeah, at a, at a slightly reduced price, but you've also but you've also got the guarantee of the thirty two million pound for the Champions League. It's a good, good point, Jim. Right. I think, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the 32 more, I think that includes TV deal and tickets. Um, I could be wrong, but I believe you get two and a half million for, for every win. Right. Yeah. So if you get a win, if you get a draw, you're getting like 700, 800 grand as well, I believe. Um, the money is just mental. Champions League football would be so, so good um, for Rangers State in the obvious. Do you know what I mean? It would just it would be great just to be back play, playing the, the sort of teams, like some of the teams that are going to be... Eat, being the pots, even the, the way that the the way it's drawn now, especially you've got the it's just like the eight champions of their countries in pot one. So teams that didn't even win the league, like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, they're all going to be in pot two. Yeah, so you could effectively have a Bayern Munich and a Barcelona 
or a Bayern Munich or, or, or like I mean Lille Lille will be in pot one so PSG will be in pot two like yeah. you, could, you could have a group of death but it's just it's been there Aye. do you know what I mean it is, it's just it, I've always it, said it, though that you would want three good teams rather than a good team us who are a good team and then a, we did a team like you and the Rio's the Jenny who fucked his eyebrows remember oh, I don't mind getting fucked eyebrows off Leon or something like that at the time <laughs> do you know what I mean but you and the Rio's the Jenny I, I believe they'll not even a team anymore I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, they dis, I'm sure they disbanded, and they absolutely did. Homo does it. Yeah, I'd rather see Real Madrid come and teach us a lesson or something. You know that that to me may have value for my money. But the problem is, though, when you get to that level, there's you don't really get diddy teams. That's but true. obviously, in you and the Europe, you did sell it last year. Fair point. When you get when you get into these big bigger competitions, there's no walkover teams unless. Steve Clark. Oh, she draws Well, hey, listen, you're not telling any lies, are mate. You're not telling any lies. And why, just the last thing, and speaking about contracts and stuff like that, I, I feel that's that's one of the issues that Celtic have got now as well in terms of yeah. Edward and I are their two of their biggest assets. And now they're, I mean, the power's being transferred. You know what I mean? So, mm. I mean, and especially with they guys being so young, which is what we've got with some of your players, Celtic will be demanding. Uh, a number for them and teams might go well he's 23 he's got to be 24 next year and I can get him for nothing yeah so, I mean they could probably sign a pre, so, pre-contract come January do you know what I mean so so you're talking in six months they could agree a deal for free so it, it, it totally yeah it, it definitely does it's, have a massive impact on your, on your transfer value it's one of the things where we're saying we're all Rangers supporters we want to see his day well it's his win however remember where we've been we need to look after our club and our club comes before anybody do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the matter right here. And if a player isn't going to commit, Rangers might have to move them. Do you know what I mean? And that's just fact. And we just need to get out of it and hope and trust. And again, Baz, that's what I was leading on to. Now with the people that we have in charge of our club, we trust the process. If Morelos goes this summer, and we will get to Morelos, right? Know that we know it, but we'll get to Morelos. Nobody wants Morelos to go. But if he goes this summer, I trust the manager. I trust Ross Wilson that it'll be the right thing for the club and we'll get good money and we'll have replacements. I think I've seen some, some like a tweet or something, I don't know, I'm not on Instagram, but did he not say something that he was wanting to stay at the club? Yeah, uh, For the, the whole Champions League thing? Aye. So now, I totally agree with you, Scott. You know, we've got a sort of management and a recruitment a director of football in place that seem to be doing really well. So if Manelos goes, you would like to think it with the break, record break number that we're talking about, the 25, 25 million plus... So if he goes, you would like to think that they're definitely going to bring in the money. Personally, I hope he doesn't, like you were saying, everybody mm-hmm. wants, him to, wants, wants him to stay. I would like to see him stay and get a wee crack at the whip. The old Champions League. Aye, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that. That's right. Just in case nobody knew what a whip was, Paul was just a wee example there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not got a sound effect for that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Next week, mate. Next week. Next week, I'll have this program that when I hit this blue button, it'll be. Right? There you go, mate. That's <laughs> and you, you can do that. the reaction. You missed that when I said that thing about Steve Clark. That's what. <laughs> Sorry, it's not live, mate. Fine, we'll go back. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> right, Morelos. Talking, I'm going to Porto. His agent's in Portugal. Fabio Cardoso is at Porto. Oh. If Fabio Cardozo was not a bad player until Ryan Bowman rearranged his features, really, when you think about it, and then he shit his cell a wee bit. But I don't think he was that... He, was, he never wasn't he exa- exactly great, but he wasn't... He, 
Shite. Was he? I think he was uh, just playing a bad team. Aye, maybe aye. We need to watch more. We've got 10 seconds where we can play that song and then we get fucked half there. No. <laughs> it's not a delay out there. We need is a delay in here. <laughs> liability, boys. <laughs> liability, yeah. Speaking. I, thought was, I thought it was just too soft. I thought that for me, that was one of the clips you can see him was a goal that we can see the Ibrox win. It was, against, it was against them, and he's Edwards just went on his on his right fit. He's good fit, but he's put him on. I mean, as a centre half, he's just, his defending was shocking. He showed him on his good fit, and he curled it into the far corner. And as soon as I seen that, he already wasn't he getting his game. He only, yeah. he only get brought on because uh, I believe that's a game that uh, Big Bates got injured, yep, and, he, and right. he had to go off. Ginger um, Ramos, <laughs> Ginger Maldini. So, um, <laughs> so when that happened, I, I was just like, Nah, mate, you're just no cut for this at all. But I mean, I believe Rangers. Rangers paid over, over a million pounds for him, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know if, if Porto signed him for a fee. Is that a free transfer? I don't. I don't no, know. I think what it's it is. a fee. So I think it's a fee. So we'll there's see. a four or five year contract as well. Aye. It's an investment in their future. No, see, if I was Alfie, I'd actually be going. Fuck that! I'm staying at Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back to play with <laughs> him again. Fuck him. <laughs> Do you know what? Be interesting though. Be interesting to see how he would do in your current system and style of play because we seem to be more organised defensively, certainly in the midfield and. There's many a cohesion within the team, so I reckon there's certain players that come into this team and it elevates their performance levels, and they play a lot better than maybe what they did previously. So, although I mean, I seen it on Twitter, some people saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't get a demo and all that sort of stuff. I don't know about that, but I'm just intrigued to see how he would maybe do in this current setup. Getting football manager, try it that way. Good idea. Fa- Fabio Cardozo doesn't get into your team anyway, does he? No, Porto or no, no. Before Big Goldson, which leads us on to Baz's listen, suggestion. Listen, no, it's not my suggestion, right? <laughs> right, but we're, 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 we're going to discuss. We've obviously got six centre backs. So somebody mentioned it on Twitter. I said, "Here, that'd be a good topic of discussion for the podcast." Right. So I thought I'm going to take some notes. So because I've walked in with a clipboard, <laughs> Scott's oh, no, that's a, that's this is Baz's, Baz's no, segment. I, this is not my segment. I just made a discussion. And unfortunately, I don't remember shit the way you used these. So I need to write stuff down. Like Connor, what's his second name? Or oh, Goldson. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Shocking. So it's... it's but, mate, it says on the screen it's your corner. No, it's the producer that's put it up there. Well, if it says it on the screen, it says it on the screen. <laughs> right, so, as I'm sure you're all aware, ladies and gentlemen, we have six centre-backs. Now, personally, right, we'll go through them, right. You've got Connor Goldson, Philippe Palanda, Nico Katic, I'll tell you a story about Nico Katic. Do you remember B. James, he was doing his final five laps, Ren Ibrooks? Oh, yeah. Katic shows up in the morning, and was it you? <laughs> you, was it you? I, I was said, later. Aye, that's what I mean, I can run them like that. Nico Cranchar's running there. And people are like, what? what? Why is Nico Cranchar here? <laughs> it was me. Is it you? <laughs> Nico Cranchar's running there. What's he talking about? He's running there. Anyway. Nico Bal- Cranchar back for 55. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Balligan, Jack Simpson and George Edmondson. Now, for me personally, I reckon the two starting, if all six are fit and all six are there for selection, I reckon Connor Goldson and Holanda are starting now with Nikola Katic now fit back training. We've got a bit of a situation where we're probably going to either ship some dude or somebody's going to go on loan. Um, personally, I don't know about the Nikola Katic situation. I mean, he's been out for a season. Are we going to ease him in or is he the one going to go on loan? Uh, Balligan, I think he's only got a year left in his contract as well. He's out 2000 and 
22. I don't know if he'll get his contract renewed. I don't know if he's going to be one of these players like Greg Stewart. He's just going to shoot his contract and go because I don't reckon we would get that much from him. Uh, Jack Simpson's not really had many performance, many appearances last season, so I, I'm kind of the boat is suiting him a wee bit. Edmondson obviously went down to Derby on loan. I thought he looked no bad when he first came into Rangers and then started looking a wee bit shaky. So I don't really know. You know, I mean, obviously, Goldson, if he stays or if he renews his contract or whatever in Hollander, I reckon that's your, your two starting players, if available, every week. It's the other two. Because uh, Gerard has said it's four centre-halves he likes, uh-huh. isn't it? So he's got six on his books when everybody returns. So it does mean that there's two. And bear in mind, by the way, Baz, we've already knocked back a bid or a loan bid for George Edmondson. So who was that from? That was from, was it Hull? Kind of mind. I'd have knocked that back as well. I think it would be knocked back on something along the grounds of, you know, how much game time is likely to get? What's your ethos of play? You know, what's the training system regime like? You know, that sort of stuff. Because um, Gerard have a very set way he wants to do things. A bit like um, Chelsea done with Billy Gilmore. He went to Norwich specifically because of the way that, that team is coached with a German coach. And then, um, so Thomas Tuchel likes that. So he will send him on loan there. And that's so were we interested, and because England fucked Germany, that's what fucked our chances of getting? Pretty much, Billy yeah. Because yeah. Ger- Gerard was on the phone going, it's coming home. And all, it's coming home, mate. No, that, yeah. that. Yeah. Something like that. Fucking shocking. And t- imagine, letting your, imagine letting that get in the way. I really wanted Billy to come back. And I did do the whole Roy Hodgson gift thing on Twitter with the, you see Billy Gilmore and Rangers, and you're doing all that. <laughs> and then you see who fucking tweeted it, Keith Jackson and the other record, and you go, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, we say, you know, everything with a pinch of salt, but with that guy, it's a skip full of saxer. <laughs> I tell you what, he's on Formula 8, right? Hey. <laughs> Hold on. Is <laughs> <laughs> he just on that? Jody, <laughs> Jody Ashley put on. This is how sad my life is. I honestly love how Buzz and Scott gets with those sound effects. That's true. And I've not even loaded when anyone's into that yet. See, very soon it'll be Gerard saying, let's go and. There'll be other ones in there that I don't know yet, but there will be ones in there. It's good for the club. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> good, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, Alan McGregor needs to be in there. Look, happy days. Hi. <laughs> we could do a thing where the viewers decide every week what goes in this section. That'd be a lot of Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, that'd be It's been nice knowing you folks. Goodbye. <laughs> no, getting to the viewers before we, we, we'll go back into this, right? But You'd message or you'd wrote a thing there saying here to see the Rangers. And I'm going to say that I've not done it this week because I've not got a clip. <laughs> so I'm winging it. But what I'm going to do is, I don't, I don't, I'm honest, if nothing else. Please tell me you're going to do the commentary bit. <laughs> you remember what the commentator said and you're going to do it. The helicopter has changed direction. <laughs> what goal was that? First I played it to McCoyce. McCoyce back to Moses McNeil. What match was this? <laughs> um, no, what I, th- what I thought we would do is we have two tickets to give away for our podcast, our live podcast. Two weeks tonight, live from the Warry or the War Office in Mullow, but it's known locally as the Warry, right? It's on the war that right? Um, Paul's there, Jeeb's there. I'm there, Jody's there, Callum might not be there, Baz is working. Um, I bet myself is going to try to earn a wage. But maybe Baz will be there for another one that might happen. (gasps) You never know. Yep. (laughs) 
Don't oh, encourage him, Jamie. Don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could have told me that was there before. <laughs> <laughs> I saved him the effort. <laughs> um, so, so what I was thinking was, we'll ask a question on the podcast. Now, I don't want anyone who's watching this, right, to, to put the answer, type the answer. If you want two free tickets for the podcast, DM the pod on whatever platform you follow is, DM me your number. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Do you trust me? <laughs> all, all, all you'll get back, folks, is do you want to say some puppies? <laughs> and then we will phone you and you can answer a question live on the show. Now, the question is going to be nice and simple. Nice and simple, right? Easy. Let me think here. <laughs> <laughs> what day is today? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is the questions I get. See the stuff you're supposed to know. Aye. That's the ones that, that like, freak me out. You know, like I was saying, like who's the team captain and all that. Oh, the team captain, eh? Oh, it's got our feet. No, eh? Do you know what I mean? You start seeing players that aren't even there anymore. <laughs> Who wears number eighteen for Rangers? Nay, type them in the comments, right? DM the pod, okay? I'll phone you on the show, and you then give the answer. And if you get it right you win the tickets. If nobody wants the tickets, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so DM us, and we've got the rest of the show, which is maybe, what, half an hour or something like that, to, to get it, right? So, see, before we go back into the defensive chat, can I just yes. say one wee quick thing? Yes. Um, if anybody has been on Twitter this week, this week you would have seen one of our members, Jody. No, go um, yeah, she go she posted up that uh, she used to go for surgery, and the surgeon has said that there's an eighty five percent chance that she won't be able to sing after she has a surgery. So, Jody, I know you're watching, and I just want to say a wee message for the guys here to say that we're all right behind you. Absolutely. And the fact that he said that it's an eighty five percent chance means that you've still got a chance, and I think you'll absolutely smash it. So, try and stay positive. And we'll be here uh, every step of the way. And if I know you well, you're probably greeting by now. So I'll leave it at that. Do you know what though? These these people are legally obligated to give it the worst case scenario. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think Jody will be back up doing karaoke in weeks. Yes. No time, Jody. So positive vibes. We're all sending you positive vibes, and we all look forward to hearing you singing. Yeah, very soon. I quite agree. And uh, having the. Uh, Somebody who had a lot of bad medical news and I was given bad... Oh, here we go. It's all about you, no, Paul. No, God's no, sake, Paul. No, shut up. I can, I can testify that don't listen to them. Things will always work out fine in the end. Come on. Nice. I like it. Jody, we all love you to bits. You know that. Um, and what you do is sensational. And I'm sure that we have not heard the last of that incredible voice. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing you Singing and also giving us your opinion on the the thing we on the live show. I also just want to apologize, Jody, because when I was speaking to you, I was looking at that camera there and that's not even on. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, hello. See two cat two cameras is confusing, guys. It's just everything, you know. Double double if it's not, but it just confuses them. Hold on. It's oh, that's right. <laughs> no, no problems, mate. That's what I'm here for. We're looking forward to your fifty six song. Aye, your 56 song is class, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, definitely. And go and check our, our Twitter. Um, listen, we actually have uh, somebody who's sent their number. Oh, already? Woohoo. Right. That's very, very quick. So, do we, do we 
Does somebody want to waffle a wee bit to set this up to phone him? Who wants to take over? Paul, oh, you're good at the old waffling, aren't you? What are you talking about? I don't waffle at all. I you can speak about the defensive thing that we mentioned there. Yes. Right. Oh, well, okay, do you, want, do you want me to give my uh, thoughts? I don't need that. No, you don't need I, that. I, I know that. I know for a fact that Conor Goldson six foot three and, and yeah. weighs... Uh, and weighs he's uh, 28. Uh, he's 28. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many appearances did they have for Rangers since he got there then? Uh, he's got a... 500. Uh, he's not... He has had 109... 62. Close. 162 was that three years you had, did you not have about 109 just last year alone I think <laughs> so yeah I, I actually meant last year do you know what for a player that <clears throat> I think it was last season that he never missed a single minute he didn't of, uh, every, every single match of every competition that's outrageous he's, he's, yeah he's the only one for me for me in terms of in terms of Goldson um, I'm hoping that he's going to sign a contract extension and if that time comes that Rangers announce that he's signed a contract extension, for me, that'll give me the buzz eh, when a new player signs, when you see him holding that jersey, Aye. because he's so, so vital. For me, it was, it, obviously, it was it was the podcast uh, player of the year last year by a majority vote. Um, it was mine personally. I just, uh, the fact that he played every single minute and he was just so commanding. I think we've seen it to a different level last year to, uh, because the fans weren't there you could hear him you could actually hear him screaming and, mm -hmm. and especially when Tav wasn't there and even when he was but especially when he wasn't he was he was commanding everybody yep. he was screaming there's screaming at Phil Hollander not to step up and stuff you, you hear this all the time he's so so important he's a he's a fan he's been a fantastic sign for three million quid he's been an absolutely phenomenal signing I think he's another player that's grew in stature mm -hmm. and is a player mm -hmm. You know, the same as Tav. I, th I think Tav's journey's been a bit longer, and a, yeah. you know, a bit bigger, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think Conor Goldson's another one of the foundation blocks in the team. Do you know, the team's pretty much built mm. run about him. And he's definitely made Hollander, I think, a better player as well. Hollander always looked a bit shaky, and people always question his, his pace a wee bit. But, you know, we all say that he kind of makes up, you know, he can read a game really well, and he sort of makes up for that. I don't think, as much as I love Catty, the guy's an absolute monster. Uh, I don't know if there was the same cohesion there where Goldson is maybe the Hollanders go. No, I think I think Hollanders brings a vast wealth of experience, not just not just clubly but international. And I think that's that's you can see that last season. I mean, he didn't lose a single match when he, when he started. I feel it's more balanced. I feel a defensive yeah. line's more balanced with Hollander because he's just naturally left-footed. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, Katic isn't as good on the ball as Hollander is, in my opinion. Um, it, I mean. There's things, so there's some, some things that Katic does as a, as a defender that he's probably the best at the club in terms of jumping up, winning his headers and stuff like that. And I mean, I remember the the uh, Legia Warsaw game at Ibrox. He was absolutely phenomenal that night. Mm -hmm. And right at the end, when they were lumping balls up, it was him. He was jumping fucking nine feet in the arm, man, getting the balls, getting the balls. They thought like he was just he was he was an absolute unit. But for me, um, ba based on what I've seen last season, he's. For me, he's behind Goats and Hollander, and I would even say Balogun. As much as Balogun's only get a year left in his contract, I just felt he was a lot steadier. A few people maybe judge Balogun on um, towards the end of the season. He didn't um, he didn't play as much. He was obviously injured, but he had a poor game against um, was it Slavia Prague? 
Put us right. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing out of position. He had a poor game then, and then he played. He played at Parkhead at right back, didn't he? And he got brought off. Albeit, he actually got the assist for Alfredo's. Or sorry, mm-hmm. that player at the back post. Header goal that day, but um, he actually got the, he got the assist for that. But I mean, right back's not his natural position, so I would cut cut him some slack. I thought he would for a, a defender be basically being brought in for Katic being injured. It's just a replacement. I thought he was a cracking signing, and I'm really glad that we've given him another year's contract. And if he has a season similar to last, I wouldn't hesitate in giving him another one. I thought. Excellent chat. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. So let's see who we have. Right. Oh no. Phone. What have you done? <gasps> it's not letting me phone. It's cutting me off. Why is it doing that? Give a fake number. If we can't get this one, we need to go to the next one. We'll get one more go. Check, check the digits, but it's just 11. There's 12. <laughs> right, so what today is just take one digit. I know there is me. There's 11. I kind of couldn't. Take one digit at a time and keep trying it. Oh, I've tried you four times. I kind of get it. There's another one here. Let's see. Sorry about that. Can we phone this one? No. Shringing. You are live on the Battlefield. Please don't do not swear. Hello. You are live on the Battlefield podcast. Please don't say fucker bugger. Who is this? Miller thing. It's Miller thing. Oh, oh, Miller thing. Miller thing. Hey. How are we doing, mate? How you doing, buddy? Oh, not, we're not bad, mate. We're not bad. What are you up to this evening? Not a lot. Just chilling. Chilling with the missus. Watching the show. I was just waiting in that, but that's, thanks, the, that's, thanks. The, that's the correct answer. <laughs> Obviously, he's watching the show. He knows the fucking phone is. He's not just right. Ra- he's not just randomly sending us his number. See, but I have a lot of people sending me their number. All right, I'll <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm not that popular. Sorry. <laughs> um, right, Miller. Who wears number eighteen for the famous Glasgow Rangers? Glenn Kamara. Hey. hey! And guess what? He fires the ball like an arrow. And you've also just won two tickets to the show. Well yeah. done, mate. Excellent, mate. Excellent. Thanks a lot. What you can do, mate, is just DM me your details um, and your email address and that, mate, and I'll get the tickets sent to you. All right? Well, well done, mate. Well, time before you go off, have you got a question for us? Because I've not got any here to see the Rangers around. I do you in. You put me on the spot here. Anybody. Sorry, mate. Next uh, week. Hi. Now that you've now that you've got Scott's number, you can just give my direct phone if you can get him right. <laughs> Any time of day or night, his message doesn't mind. Uh, thanks, mate, for for taking Maybe. part and winning these two Thank tickets, you. mate. And we look forward to seeing you on the night. And you don't need to buy his all pint, just me. Right, I'm okay, mate. Cool. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Well done, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye, mate. That was fucking, that's quality, isn't it? Miller time, eh? Oh, yeah. Miller time. So he's the man. He's won it. Fantastic. Um, when are tickets going to sale? Tickets are on sale, although we have, I can't remember if it's three that's left or two. Can't mind because people mm. did message with them. So if you message me how many you want, there are tickets in sale. And I feel as though this week a lot's changed real life, Sean. I feel as though I should take just five minutes just to explain Right, awesome. floor is yours. The reason, hold on. Put a camera on you. <laughs> Put the camera. On you. Get the get the tension music. <laughs> right, the reason <laughs> the reason why the show has changed, it's got nothing to do with anybody on our podcast. Okay, 
It's to do solely with the venue, Lounge 72. And I'm not here to bad mouth them or anything like that. That's not what we're here today. The goalpost <laughs> goal posts have moved slightly. I wasn't comfortable with it. Our loyalty in the podcast lies with the people who watch the show and who have bought tickets for it in, in good faith. Um, and we felt it would be best to look for another venue. We were offered Lounge 72 again. We said no. Right, so... We've moved to the war office, as I said earlier, in Motherwell. And again, huge thanks to Nicole and for G4 for putting us in touch with Grant there. And huge thanks to Grant as well for his assistance um, and, and putting us up there at such short notice. We will do more live shows in the future. This hasn't burnt us. This hasn't put us off. It is something we would like to explore. We would like to go somewhere else. Hi, Brooks. Shh. Don't tell anybody. We would like to go there. But we're not sure yet. <laughs> okay. So that's somewhere we can hopefully get more people in, especially when that um, little goon that runs this country decides to lift her iron fist off the top of her fucking heads that wants to keep us locked down and control us forever. So, yes, that's it. Ran over. Um, we're going to the war office in Motherwell. See you there in two weeks. I remember the war. The first one. <laughs> The Boer War. The first one. I'm <laughs> earlier. Yeah. 1066. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle earlier. During the war. Right. Now, by the way, has anybody ever heard of a band called St. Phoenix? Yes. Aye. Does everybody know that they're huge Rangers supporters? Yes. Aye. About an hour ago. <laughs> Does everybody know their new song? I've heard a snippet. It's Aye. actually rather good. Have you ever seen their uh, clip of the Ezekiel thing? <laughs> if you've not seen it, go to YouTube and check it out. It's the f- sorry, mate, I started. Sorry. No, 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 when you go, it's no. just playing in the background. It's today with St. Phoenix, on you go, mate. Oh, sorry, mate, it's good. Not talking to your fuck all music, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this is St. Phoenix's new song. It's out the day. They are four, number 14 in the download charts. They've asked us to give this song a wee shout out and a wee plug. Because it's out the day. The Rangers supporters, we look after our own, do we know? Aye. Of course. Everybody play it, download it, help the bears out, um, and hopefully they'll get further up. So I'll shut up for a minute, right, and just let a wee bit play, right? And if you call my name, then I'll be there. Over the hills and far away, looking out for the Upon a star, I'd take us right back to the start. Close my eyes and live those days again. Oh, I would walk a thousand miles. So that is St. Phoenix. I hope that's good for these lads. And keep up the good work on TikTok and everything. Don't you think this is what Baz was going to get to? I've got a clip on TikTok. Is it called Ezekiel? <laughs> and I think it was a piss date. And he's like, What's your name? So, what? What is your name? Tony. Fuck you, Tony. It's funny, so if you've not seen it, go and see it. I don't, don't have TikTok. All right, go and see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm old for that. I was speaking to the viewers, mate. Was, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, viewers, yeah, it's, you, not you're, you're you're all, it's not about you, It's not about you, You're mate. all young enough. Fucking ego <laughs> on you, mate. The ego. <laughs> um, Shut down. It's not about you, Paul. <laughs> Jay, <Shut> <laughs> Jay says he can see that I've been turned into a Rangers song already. Mate, our theme tune now. Is St. Phoenix Battle Fever. That's the theme tune. I'd love to say they got in touch and said, can we write a song for you? 
That wasn't the case. <laughs> Subconsciously, they actually did. Uh, they, 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 they just, just didn't, didn't realise it. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so pre-season's obviously getting underway. Those games coming up. Um, we're playing Partick Thistle next. Did I tell you a story about Partick Thistle? Monkle sports Partick Thistle. And I wound him up all the time because I actually says to him, shouldn't they have no Partick Thistle now? And he's like, no. He says, no, it's just every time I hear it. It's Rangers 4, Partick Thistle 0. No, I think I was, I think I was only excuse. It's a proper dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I've, 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 I've had my eye on that button on it. <laughs> um, yes, so, I Patrick Thistle, mate, live on Rangers TV. Will you be buying it? When is it? Monday. It's Monday. No, I won't be here. So, no. <laughs> Did, can you tell the viewers where you'll be? Because that sounded a wee bit... Yeah. I'll, I'll not be here on Monday. Like, I won't be here. <laughs> I won't be here. They'll be working. Get, get right, he's working. He's working. That's, that's good. Paul, it's easy. Will you be buying it? Watch the match. Yes, I'll probably watch the match. Right? But when's the kickoff? I'm working anyway on Monday or all day. I'll so find it. Right. The, the right, if if it's at night, I won't be watching. If it's during the working day, obviously I will. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few pre-season games that now we've got. Tranmere Rovers. Yeah, Tranmere and Finnmark. We've got Blackpool in there. That's right. So we have. Um, it is five o'clock on um, Monday. That's actually that would be a cracking away day, wouldn't it? Can do it, Blackpool man. I'd be a, I'd be a, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mary Hill there. Party fish old man, cracking away day. I love that hill. Out of all the hills, Mary's my favourite. <laughs> get a, get a punt up that canal and get you high. <laughs> <laughs> what are we boozer the odd drinking? Uh, we talk about Mary Hill. Are we talk about Mary Hill. Exactly. <laughs> the it's gallant a, pioneer. That was, that's what I was going to say. What's the one that was doing a Queen Margaret Drive where they filmed train spotting at Crosslands? I'm pretty sure it's Crosslands, but we're in there once. We're looking about, and my last place looks familiar. You know, my old pal Jerry. And the barman obviously seen us looking about. He says, Aye, this is where they filmed train spotting. You can see the balcony and all. Oh, that. is that where they love the pink glasses? I love the pink. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on behind the, the bar, it's all old school. Uh, Partick Thistle black and white part. I didn't even not going to tell you anything but all these old so I know it's a Partick Thistle shop so I've, I've no idea what probably talking about oh well is it Munns? Jay said Munns. oh no there's Munns at Munns Vault in Mary Hall Road isn't there no it's not that Crosslands is, I literally said it I literally said the name <laughs> people are messaging in saying is it Munns no Jay <laughs> uh, Jay by the way Jay actually says he'll snapchat you the game but so oh you're the man Jay, is, <laughs> Jay was on the the, the the Jack Daniels as well. He's a big Jack Daniels man, so we, we share a lot of uh, Jack Daniels Snapchats. Do you know I'm quite gutted that Jay can't make the live show? Mm. But do you know what he's did? See, because the profits are all going to the RYDC, I uh, said to Jay, give me your details and I'll send you a refund, and Jay says, no. Oh, well done. Oh, a legend. That's good, mate. Top man, Jay. Says, oh, he deserves a full applause. Hi. Thanks, mate. Um, right, Jody is saying that when we go down to Blackpool, know that we are gone because it's against government advice. Um, but Jody is possibly singing um, at the Pioneer that day. I love the get the Gallant Pioneers, one of my favourite pubs. Brilliant, I love it. Brilliant. absolutely love I it. I watched the Scoopy game there, the away game. Mm. A horrible game. I've, I've just, I've just, I've just realised something. What? Blackpool. Lancaster, you know, it's next to um, Lancaster. The Pleasure Beach. Yeah, it's not just that. 
But uh, Derek's just across the way. We can, we can go down on mass and he can put us up he again. Put us up. Aye. Yes. Just yeah. Derek. Just Derek. <laughs> I remember watching a game down the in Pioneer and it was a, there was a, a I remember in the low leagues and we played Falkirk on a Friday night me, me Melbourne we went to Blackpool for a piss up weekend and that was a, straight into the Rangers pub and the game and it was a game that I think we won no we did win we definitely did win but it was a it was a terrible game I think we scored two late goals but I think it was like Lewis McLeod or Nicky Law or something hit a shot outside the box and it deflected and it just rolled like into the far corner. It was it was a it was just a horrible g- goal. It was a horrible game. We managed to but it was a, it was a terrible season that man. <laughs> but still can't Bob. Can't Bob. <laughs> Crosslands is a pub for transplant. <laughs> oh, but for transplant, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See if you'd have said that, I would have voted yeah, me. <laughs> see, I, I didn't hear you say transplant. No. Cheers, Jay. Cheers, um, Miller. He's came up with a question. Who was the last player? <laughs> I've got it right off the bat. It was Jordan Mosler. Oh, good shout. I wouldn't have got that. Well done. It would have taken me 10 days to get All that. Right. 70, 10 days. <laughs> 70, 10 days. <laughs> numbers. See, when it comes to numbers, that's my hangman. I would like, I just, I could. Number uh, nerd. Just mental. Like, for years ago, I could just. Right, who wore 23 last season? <laughs> Scott Wright, no? No, well, before he came. <laughs> Aye, that's what I meant. Sorry. Lasana Koulibaly. <laughs> who wore it before Scott Wright? 23. You could see anybody, we just go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, aye. Can I talk about 23 now? I'll be giving away, didn't I? Was the one between him? Ah, I was one. I don't know, mate. I'll give you a clue. He was on loan. Ooh. He was on loan? He was on loan. He was on loan. He was on loan. Was it Lissan or Kulabali? He wore it before. He wore it before Doc. Before Doc. So Greg Doc already left at the start of last season and somebody must have came in. Aye. On loan. 23. 23. Oh, I thought, God, I'm after, after bigger matter. Numbers is my thing. Give me a minute, right? Give me a minute, right? Give me a minute, right? Give me a minute. Oh, man, totally fucking mind blowing. Right. Think about it, mate. There's not a time. He played, mate, and unfortunately, Canberra. Yeah! Oh, Canberra. <laughs> Fuck. Good sure. question, Aye, That was a good question, mate. That, fucking, that one got me. You right? go there, though, mate. You uh, go there, hey, you've started the fucking trend now. Look, what about before him, then, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I've already said no, right? I'm off your back, you boy. Um, Gio is asking a question. Um, and actually, I want to thank Gio because the two tickets we just gave to Miller there were courtesy of Gio. Um, obviously we've been a sponsor he got two tickets he stays in Northern Ireland due to the circumstances Gio can't make the live show so he has asked if we would put them up and, and get them given away and now we have done that so thanks for that mate he said we question for the lads what about the Patterson and Tav situation we need to play Patterson but could Tav do a Rixon and maybe step into midfield allowing Patterson some much needed game time yes good yes. question Honestly. I think Tav's already said he quite likes the idea of playing a bit more advanced yeah, he mm-hmm. actually said that um, at the end of last season when he, he was quizzed about this. Yeah. He said, could you both play in the same team? And he said, well, I, I've already told the manager, I quite fancy playing centre-forwards. Um, and then he made a, a joke of it. And I said, well, actually, no, I, I'd quite like to play more advanced. If that was that was doable, then I've already told the manager I'm quite prepared and happy to do that. So I think there is. I think I don't think in the big matches it will happen, but you may see him experimenting with that. You know, in the sort of cup matches, sort of first rounds of the cups, to see how the, the balance of the team would work out and whether it would work or not. 
Has Ken Tav play any more advanced? He'll <laughs> be sitting in a fucking broom. <laughs> <room. laughs> he does get pretty advanced. Ma, I mean, I love Patterson. He's come on loops and bounds, as we all seen. Call up for Scotland and all that as well. If Tav and Patterson are on the pitch at the same time, it leaves us with... We need another right back in then, don't we? For cover. Whereas, at the moment, you've got Tav and Patterson. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have the two of them on the pitch, I'd reckon they're going to need another right back. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. If, if Tav's moving forward, then Patterson becomes your main right back. You need another right back. That would be only my sort of issue. Jib? Fair. Um, I get a bit... I, just, I think it would be a... A situation that if if that was to happen, if Patterson was to pick up an injury or a suspension or something like that, I think Tav would just move back. Yeah. But then obviously yeah. you're, you're leaving yourself with just one. Um, no, I'm I'm a big fan of it. the way the way that we play in terms of your three midfielders. They're they're quite spread out. Um, so you, you see, Glenn Kamara is always a lot of the time on the left hand touchline. You see Scott Arfield and Ryan Jack whenever. If Davis is in the middle, they'll kind of boot in the right. If you look at the season before last, the amount of goals that came for Ryan Jack being doing that right-hand side fit, like the boy that he put in for Morelos against Porto, for example, yeah. the boy put in for Aribo against Hibs. So I, I just think Tav playing on the right of a three in midfield, I think would just be f- honestly phenomenal. I think it would, it would just give us a lot more attacking power than the right-hand side. I've, I've said for years I'd like to see have mm-hmm. played because he's just as much as he's a good right back, he's a he's just a good all round player. Yeah. Right. And I just think I think like Rangers fans have said for years that we're looking for this number eight. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think that he's probably the best player in our team at, at, at being a number eight. Like he, just the goals that he just he just he's fucking standing in the six yard box not as a right back. He goes against Galatasaray and you know, he's like, How did you like, why are you there? Brilliant. Yes. Do you know the thing though there was a lot of I mean, Afferwan was quite excited to the idea of seeing Scott Wright on the right-hand side and Kent on the left. Yeah, I know I know Scott Wright can play down the left as well, so does that, where does that leave him? Does that leave him sort of back up for Kent? Or does it just give that option? You know what I mean? It's Well, it's, it's, the, mid, it's the midfield three in it, so he's he's basically just going, going into the mix right, with right. like Arfield, Aribo, Jack, whoever, whoever can play that role. Scott Wright's in your front right, three. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? So he's like, he, he's so you're saying move in advance. And this is going into the next question there, mate. But you're saying move to have kind of more, no centrally, but basically to, centrally, to the right yeah. of the midfield three, right, if you like. To the, right, to the right of the midfield three, I think would be ideal. The, the way that we play, the, the three are, they, I mean, you, you, you often find that our centre mids are actually wider. Than, than our wingers like you'll see you'll see Ken and say it's Aribo on the right hand side like with the shape that we play when we're defending they kind of come into the number 10 roles and it's the centre mids that go out wide mm-hmm. so I just it would, I mean it would be on the touchline anyway I just think it makes sense yeah, so I'd, I'd love to see, it might not necessarily work but I'd love to see it tried at least Would you say Baz that we've mastered the 4-3-3 or the 4-2-3-1 whatever you want to call it that it kind of morphs into in games. Do you know the thing? That's the, the thing about formations is the day change. It's the fluid. Game, it? it's, it's very fluid. It's not these. You know, back in the day, it was four four two. Whether whether you're being offensive or def- the you know on the defensive side, the formation changes regularly. You know, and depending on who's coming on, you might be a four three three, might switch to a four two three one or whatever. So I think that modern football, the formation is constantly. Moving depending on who you're playing, depending on what players you've got in the part, or whether you're being offensive or def- defensive, mm-hmm. defensive, like defensive, offensive, De- offensive, offensive, and defense. Do you know why I'm saying that? I was watching the basketball the other night, so I'm picking up all these amazing and the defense. offense and the defense. So, but as far as the the formations 
and systems that we're playing at the moment, I've definitely mastered them. And as Conor Goldson said, it's taken a couple of years to get it right, but now every single player, every single player in that, that team knows their role and knows where they're supposed to be. Glenn Kamara and Ryan Jack don't even need to look and they know exactly where each other are. Like, I was watching the two of them and they were passing the ball about and moving and they just know like most most like most players in the team, everybody knows where they're going to be and what their job is, and it's it's good to watch. Paul, is there a, an argument then that we could, if we've mastered that formation and that way of playing, that we could turn around and say, right, why don't we try then and and add the whole three at the back, two wing backs, you know, and, and move forward that way? I know it slightly changes it. Mm. But it's, it, it means there's, there's just different options. I, I always like, I, I suppose it's testament to the players that we've got and credit to the management team that I don't think we do get found out, if you like, even though t- teams know how we're going to set up. I don't think they know how to stop it. Yeah. And that's the issue. But I, I just worry that if there is ever a chat, ever a time, we, we can't switch. Do you know what I mean? We can't say, right, well, let's go to the back three then, even for half an hour in a game, change it and then go again. I think it all depends who the opposition is and how they set up. I think that was I'm absolutely certain that they will, will practice these formations, the three at the back, and train them. Yeah. Um. Just in the op- just in the off chance that the, the opposition don't set up the way they're thinking, and they can sort of change it after five or ten minutes and go to that. Obviously, having the three at the back is a bit more attacking. Um. Do you know what puts me off the three five two? I'll, I'll tell you what puts Steve me off. Steve Clark. It. Well, the Steve Clark. <laughs> that mob played it last year against us, and we absolutely battered them, yeah. ripped them to bits. So ever since then, that whole formation kind of freaks me out a wee bit. Yeah. But that's just because we ripped it apart so easily. You know what I mean? They had yeah, the two yeah. wing backs, and they thought that you know Barisic and Tav were going to be bombing up in the wings, but the two of them hung back, and then Arfield, but, but in, you know that space and in the overlap. Right. So they they weren't bombing up as as far. They stayed back, pulled them forward. And then the ball just went right over the tap. And uh, ever since then, I'm like, my God, that, that formation freaks me. It's just because they're that shite at it. Yeah. You know, it's probably a really good formation. Like one yeah. one, one somebody... major fact that, factor you need to include when judging that is the fact that they had Shane Duffy at the back. So, I mean, you're calling it a 5 3 2, but they only really had two centre halves. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. See, see, the thing is, as well, is, is I was saying, you've got Ryan Jack, obviously, a fit. And you've got Stephen Davis that can sit there and kind of mop across when your two wing-backs go forward. The problem with, with Scotland, and maybe Celtic, why it didn't work, was in Scotland you had a left-hand side that was bombing forward and Andy Robertson constantly, even Tierney at left centre-back going beyond. And then the right-hand side you had somebody who was shit-scared to go anywhere near the opposition's box. I think we were two full-backs, Barisic and Tav, keeping them out the opposition's box and kind of final third would be your issue. But I think if you've got two covering, I think I, I would just like to see him maybe add another, again, I'm being pernickety here, but maybe add another restring his bow and say, mm-hmm. we can switch it up when we need mm-hmm. to. You know, if a, if a game, if, if, it's, if it's no working, change it for 10 minutes. Because see teams at Motherwell, they'll shit themselves. They'll be like, what the fuck are they doing? You told yeah. us they would play this way and they, they would freak out. Do you know what I mean? Even just changing the formation for 10 minutes, I think wins you a game because they totally go off and say like, no, they'll, They'll shite themselves. You know, they, they generally think that. But the four three three is working great. Don't change what isn't he, or don't fix what isn't he broken, I suppose. It's a tried and tested model. And yes. and he's quite say he changes it for a cup game, mate, we get fucked out of the cup. You yeah. should never have changed the formation. Exactly. That's you, the rock and hard place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think I'm absolutely certain they'll, they'll practice all the different formations and training. Just in the off chance that the opposition sets up completely different from what they thought. They can change it after five or ten minutes and, and take the match forward from there. And then get control of the game and then revert back. 
Yeah. Even England are playing a 4 3 3 now, they? Yeah. So they're copying us as well. Aye. <laughs> Trains it <laughs> on. As, <laughs> that's the reason they are where they are. Just pure, yeah, exactly. just pure Rangers. Pure the, reason why it's, the reason why it's coming home is because Gerard's already brought it home. <laughs> that's why. English fan, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I should say, this SG has got fuck all tactical football qualifications. The SG that's in charge of Rangers is qualified to the max and also has the title um, in the trophy room. So I trust the, the man that he does. Um, Moving on, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up? I think we're kind of... I think we're pretty much pretty done, aren't we? Covered things. Um, maybe ever say, you never answered the question about this whole defensive thing, about what? who's going out, are going to get rid of I'll get, I'd put, put, uh, put Katic out and going to get some game time. There you go. No. Basically, what, what, we were some... saying, what we were saying is just the fact, obviously we spoke about this, but what we were saying is we've got six and a half, you can't have six and a half at a club. So, what do we do? You want to keep four there, then there's two left. Do you loan two? Do you loan one and do you sell one? Or do you just flat out sell two and basically... I think he's holding on to see what Goldson does. Yep. And see if Goldson signs his contract, I think you might find Edmondson in that out on loan. Yep. I don't think they'll sell him, but I think they'll go out on loan. Aye. But if if Goldson does not, then I think, obviously, I know that he'll want to because Goldson's his golden boy, let's face it. He's played every game for him last season. And Goldson is fucking superstar of that team, you know, certainly defensive. I just, I want to see him sign a new contract and I don't doubt his commitment to the club in any way. I just want to see if you would make a security for our football club. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So if he goes, he goes for top dollar and we're not getting stung in any way. You're saying so, as it stands there now, I mean, it would be so easy if Goldson and Balogun don't sign any more contracts, we'll lose both of them next summer and then that leaves us four. So... Aye. I mean, what I had initially said was I would sell one and I would loan one out. Still not 100% sure on who I would deal with. <laughs> uh, but I get that, that though. That's, that's based on that we keep Goldson, especially Goldson, for like the Goldson signs a, a new deal and probably Balogun as well. So on the, on the assumption that Goldson signs, right? <laughs> You're talking Goldson and Philip Palander. Katic and Balligan is your backup. So Simpson and Edmondson either. I would go along with that. I can't see Simpson getting no, sold because no. I don't know whether, I, I got this information after that transfer market and I know sometimes a lot of shit, right? But it was saying he's contracted to 2025. He only came in in January. So right, he, I, he, he won't even go on loan, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a lot of people are George Edmondson. I'm lot, go, I'm, I, am, I know I'm going to be in the minority with us, but I would I would loan out Edmondson and I would sell Cartage. Oh no. The sweet creation French. Yeah. And I know that I know how that sounds because I'm I'm basically picking Balligan, who's 30, what, 34, 33 mm. year old mm. over him. But Cartage is over twenty four. I know. I'd keep Cartage. I think Cartage yeah, is a Katic. star of the future. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm, My I know only worry I'm totally with Cartage. I know I'm totally a minority with that, and I, do, I really like the big guy, but I just think, I just for for me, he's, he, for the way we play, I don't think he's good enough on the ball. He's, he's, the, my only worry with him is, and this is going to sound stupid, right? Is he's bulked up that much? Sometimes when you bulk up that much, you do lose a bit of your football ability, right? Because you're running about like the fucking. World's strongest aye, could man be, could be detrimental. His athleticism, aye, his speed. You know, yeah. and that—that's what worries me. Now, I love seeing the pictures of him as, as and he's a fucking tank. Let's face it, 
you've just you've just got to try and make sure he he is fit and ready to ready to rock because he's been training all through the summer. I see that as a guy who's been told, "I want you peak condition when you come back," because you're going to challenge for a place. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't want to see him go. I, if anything, if they four that we mentioned, Goldson, Hollander, Balogun, and Katic are fit, come. I say committed in the as possible terms, right? Because I, I know they're all committed. But in terms of long-term contracts and all that, then I would quite happily see Edmondson go on loan. Or if we had to sell one, I, I, I would sell Edmondson. I don't know. I've no I can't, argue, I can't, I can't no, argue with it. Exactly. I've just, I've, I just think I would. I've, I've gave. I've well, obviously I've got my opinion, but I can't argue with that. I know that I'm. I probably am in the minority. I would just. I would say that for for me, the the reason that I feel that way is because I think that I don't think Katic is mentally as strong. And what I mean by that is, if he makes a mistake, yeah, I think he's, he's more than likely to pity seed down and make another one. Rather, rather, I feel. If go to make was to make mistakes, I yeah. feel he learns for them and, he, and he's better see, for them. See, he backed you up a wee bit, right? Just to back you up a wee bit, <laughs> just a wee bit. Though. Right, okay, I've managed a year without him, right? And I reckon, out the apart from Connor Goldson and Philippe Palander, Katic will probably bring you the most money out the out the you know uh, Katic, Balogun, Simpson, and Edmondson. He's a, he's a good, he's a good. So player. he's a young boy. He's twenty four. So out the the four, he would probably bring you the most coin. And we've kind of managed without him for a year. We've went undefeated you, in the season. And that doesn't make me say I'm agreeing with you, and, by the way. And we conceded <laughs> the least number of goals. Exactly, mate. Unless no, he was not so. part of that, you can, it's the same as yourself. Exactly. I don't agree, but I can't argue with what you're saying yeah. either. Um, and you've also got what is it, Offerbore, who's came in as a. He's obviously going to play in front of the back. Oh, so four, I, yeah, but he's a defensive type. Out. He looks again, he looks like a unit. Unity, a, a boy. Um, I'm interested again to see guys like that. A few people are asking about fashion, Sakala. You've got somebody. So, so see, see if we stay on for another, what, 10 minutes or so. Um, we'll try and answer questions, right? But within the script, thing? Well, that's kind of is it without me saying it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, what about Sa- fashion, Sakala? Sashin Fakala. That's his new name, Sashin. The Sashin my father wore. I love it. <laughs> fashion, Sakala. What do you think of him? I don't know. Because I've not seen him. No, I've not seen him either, apart from YouTube clips. And obviously YouTube you clips, Carlos Peña and exactly. Big Herrera. Never, ever. Beaters, man. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if he plays as well as his interviews go, then with him for an absolute fucking superstar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see him. I don't know, there's just something about it. Just the reaction for the fans, where he's came from and stuff and how buzzing there. There's just, I don't know, there's just something about him. I just I just kind of see him coming on being shite. I just what? think he's going to be like a really good, exciting player. One thing I will say, Baz, is he looks quick. And I think pace in modern day football is paramount, paramount of paramount importance, especially so in Europe. Ho- we hopefully, we can see maybe a bit fashion to Caliban. We've seen a few friendlies and we've been to the games because next points after Monday. But see, but see one thing that I noticed if we go into that Scotland game, right? The misfortune of it, right? <laughs> right, is that you see a lot more in the game, you see a lot more than what you see in the telly. So, we're watching the telly, you're sitting going. I know the telly's only a wee screen ball you've seen a big pitch but what I'm talking about is players runs that are not get caught no get I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> right. things like that that, that that you don't see the work rate of some players etc that's where I like I like to be at the game to judge a player if that makes sense Aye. I don't like looking at somebody on the telly and going he's shite 
Because that could be, and a lot of times we've seen it with Rangers in recent years, is that we've had really good players who have been miles ahead of the shite that we've had. And they've looked shite. <laughs> but it's because there's nobody on their wavelength. Aye. Right? So I like, I like to beat the game and see. So I'm going to reserve judgment. And again, we've not seen any players you think in a squad. There's a lot of players we haven't seen yet in person in a blue jersey. That's exciting. Mm. It's like, how many new signings this year? So when you actually think about that, like when, like, Certain players that feel like they've been in like Balogun and Roof and Itton, like haven't you seen a full eyebrows? I know. Like they've not even played in front of a single Rangers one. I know. That's jo mental. John McLaughlin, when he came out in the Scotland game, I stood up three or four times to applaud. And it was so weird being at a game, <laughs> no giving two fucks about <laughs> the outcome and what happened, right? And I mean that genuinely. <clears throat> and I sat <laughs> I sat there and big John McLaughlin came out to warm up. And I said, I just want your own. <laughs> so I'm applauding them. Then Nathan Patterson came on, applauded him. Bona Barisic came on, applauded him. Um, and I thought to myself, I did applaud Callum McGregor's goal because he's one of your own at the end of the day. But I did, I, I didn't really. Did you applaud that goal, Mayor? Or the one in January? <laughs> the one in January. It was definitely the one in January. Polite applause in, uh, in Scotland, match and he's off his chair. <laughs> um, so I, it was a bit weird being at a football game like that when I've not really cared about the result as such mm. um, and I feel bad saying that but it's true moving on to there was an R few um, questions there see what Scott said there as well about you know wanting to judge a player and seeing yeah. he's shite like without seeing him in person is there any Celtic fans watching this that felt the, the same about Shane Duffy because obviously you didn't see him or was that enough <laughs> to just know through the telly that he was just absolute garbage the thing is, just curious. They're that fucking deluded that they they probably didn't even realise how bad he was. They're probably too busy shouting Sevco, your club's dead, zombie bastard. Here we go, ten in a row. I actually seen a tweet that somebody said, right, league's finished. Don't worry about it. We'll do ten in a row next year. I right? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that as well. It yeah. was a tweet, but not but one of them actually phoned Super Aye, Scoreboard saying the exact same thing. Do you know what I mean? This we'll is what you're up against. The guys, the guys are just kind of like, is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. We won't go date night. Right. Are you joking? Right. What's, <laughs> last question of the night. Right. So we've got five minutes to talk about it. What about Jordan Jones? Cameron's asking, where does he fit in and does he get another chance? Now, obviously, before you answer on the does he get another chance part, we're all debating George Edmondson. And does he stay? Does he go? George Edmondson, we're saying then gets another chance. Right. Jordan Jones. Playing devil's advocate, why should he know before the same chance? For me, I would go off exactly whoever it was that said, was it you that said, Eleanor, was it you about trusting the management? Trust the management. If he doesn't get another chance, I'll trust the management on it. If he sure. does, I'll believe that he's worked hard enough. That's a cop-out answer, that, that is. Yeah. a cop-out. Scale from the First and foremost, I'll trust whatever the management decide. If they decide to not give him, fine. If they do, fine. Me, personally, I'd like to see him given a proper chance. I, I think there's talent there. Um, he came on and he played against Motherwell away, and he's just... And the goal that he scored, there's no many players can score that goal because the pace that he got to get in behind and then it was a good confident finish and he came on, do you know what, this could be the start and Gerard came out and he praised him and he said this is the Jordan Jones that I want to see the fans want to see him he said and if he, if he sticks like this he'll be in my team, he played the next game he started the next game and we played Ross County at Ibrox and he was terrible 
and that was him. He was dropped again. But everybody was terrible that day. We won, yeah. we, we were one 0 up through a penalty, and Barker came on off the bench and made it two 0 We about five minutes to go. It was a poor, poor game. The tempo was just dead slow, and I thought it, a bit unfair just to kind of pick him out Aye. when like everybody else didn't really do much that day. I'd like to, I'd like to see him give a, a right a good solid number of games. And I think it been, he obviously needs to date himself. He needs to work hard. He needs yeah. to earn his chance. But I felt Barker got that chance last year. Yeah. Do you know, he played a decent number of games and I feel Jones should get the same. Just before we go into the answer, guys, Nicholas is there. Do you would just love your train of thought there? See how it is. That's why we all love the OGs of the pod. Well done, guys. Great pod. Thanks very much, Nicola. Yes. Um, Jordan Jones, Baz. Jordan Jones against Motherwell was terrific. The game we won 5-0, no, was it 5-1? Aye, he came oh, on, no. he came on and, and he played a couple of good games and it was a surprise, obviously. Well, when he went out alone, there was the whole contra- controversy thing and all that. But he went down to Sunderland and played brilliant. Scored yeah, a couple. Them, One man. thing that annoyed me is he scored a goal and he went like that. Which is Morelos. Which is Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? No, it's looking like he would play sort of backup for Kent on that left flank. But the thing is... I mean, I don't think this would affect that, but you were, you mentioned, um, obviously, Barker. Uh, Jake Hastie's back for loan as well, and so is uh, Glenn Middleton. I don't see Barker or Hastie having a future at Rangers, unfortunately. Uh, but Barker gave it a go. I thought he tried his best. I don't think he's really good enough for what we're looking for. So that leaves you with Jordan Jones and Glenn Middleton. So I don't know whether the two of them have got an opportunity to do something this season or whether you know, Glenn Middleton gets back out and, out and loan or whatever. But I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I reckon Jordan Jones should get a chance if he can. So I'm, I'm guessing the, the issue is maybe his attitude or something. Yeah. Uh, so if he can get that sorted, then I totally agree with what Jeep's saying. Paul, does he get a chance for you, mate? Uh, I think he's, he should be afforded a chance. Um, clearly, he's, be, he's he's going to get under Gerard. Um, I think he'll assess his attitude and train him over the first, uh, first few weeks and make a decision from there. You have to think yourself... Who's ahead of him? Mm-hmm. You've got Scott Wright, Kamar Roof, Fashion uh, uh, Sakala now, Brian Kent. I I I don't know where he fits into the team. So I think he'll be he'll be judged on merit by by Gerard and the, and the coaching staff over the first few weeks of a of a training and possibly the preseason matches. And who knows, even the first couple of games until the window closes and a decision made at that point. I, I think he's I think he's he's worth a, he's worth a, a chance, whether he stays. I think it's highly doubtful, and I think I think the, the players like Middleton and uh, Jake Hasty and uh, Barker, etc. I think they'll go as well. Can I argue? Can I argue? Um, what I would say, oh, last thing on Jordan Jones is probably the last thing for the night. So, Mark, we'll get the Stephen Kelly question next week. Remind me, um, and also Barker's had a haircut. I've not seen this. Yes, seen a picture. He's got a skinhead. <gasps> Need to see this. Um, Final thought on, on the Jordan Jones things. For me, it's down to Jordan Jones. What happens? If Jordan Jones decides he wants a Rangers career or a career at Rangers, Jordan Jones will decide that and, and have to show that on the pitch. How does he muscle out Fashion Sakala, Scott Wright, all these guys, Ryan Kent? Again, it's down to him. What I would say is Ali McCoyst. <laughs> Ali McCoyst. <laughs> Ali McCoyst, when he was, when he was here, and we brought in Mark Haley, we brought in Mo Johnson. But, People never done podcasts back then, but I bet if they did, they were sitting about there going, 
Does Ali McCoy's get into the team next year? Coisty's away, Coisty. Right, Coisty's <laughs> gone. I'd sell him. He said a good six years he's away. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> judge, <laughs> fucking ban him. You know what I mean? And the man is now the greatest ever goal scorer. So, like Jeeb says, I trust the management, I trust the club. Um, we now have a direction. We now know where we're going. 150 years as a football club. The first major football club to do so. And that's a proud achievement for us. Thank you very much to everybody in the comments who've who've messaged in. Thanks to Nicole for coming on. Thanks to Gio for the tickets and the um, coasters here and the banners. Thanks to Miles. A lot of thanks going on. Nice. <laughs> Huge thanks to Jeeb for taking your time out, mate, and coming in this evening. Um, see you next week. Yes. Yes. Do you like this? Your is first. It, is it Friday or Thursday? Friday, I think. Okay, maybe move it to Thursday if you know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, see, are we in next week? Oh, I'll be here. Uh, uh, yes, I'll be here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, we were up against Belgium, Italy the night. I like to think we gave them a run for the money. Oh, and I like to think we would have put them at the competition anyway. What's the score, guys? What's the score in the football? I don't, I don't know. know. I'll find Somebody out. in the chat, please. Bowski, we're away back to work, mate, so we're not here next week. Unfortunately, I'm away for three weeks, mate, but I'm looking forward to the next podcast already. So what, what we're planning is when Bazbowski is on this side of the water, that Bazbowski will be in the studio every week and then he'll have a three-week break because he's obviously not here. <laughs> but what we can do is we can phone Bazbowski and we can speak to him for even just five minutes if he's no busy. I'll be, I'll not be busy, mate. I'm never busy at work. What's that alarm? Oh, it's abandoned, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> can you make it in time for us finishing <laughs> um, I'm getting a lifeboat now and obviously we'll see Jeep and Paul here next weeks as well hopefully when work allows and, and things like that so thanks to, to you three for coming in and again you guys for watching it's 2-1 Italy Jeep one, le one thing left to say hashtag keep the fucking battle fever on when I was a young boy my father said to me Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle. Coming over me And I got butterflies and hurricanes Shaking my body Battle fever coming over me And I'll follow on and sing the songs It's blue blood that I bleed 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.